Praise God, praise God. Thank you for joining us here at Genesis One Christian Ministries. This is the uh, this is the first episode uh, in a series of uh, what I'm calling sermonettes that will be published during the week, as the Holy Spirit so guides, of course, so that a constant supply of God's word or manna is available for our our consumption. Uh, the whole idea is to do these sermonettes so that uh, we can have access to the word while we're driving in the car or during the course of the day for a short period of time, something other than the, the Sunday sermons, which are usually more than more than 10 or 15 minutes. So these sermonettes will be short and brief, as the Holy Spirit so guides, of course, to, um, to provide a way for us to access his word, because it's important for us to hear the word of God uh, other than on Sunday and to uh, to give us that bread that daily bread, as uh, the Word of God refers to, manna. You know, in, uh, in Jesus' sample prayer, which is referred to as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us to simply ask in that prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Now, although Jesus was no doubt including physical bread and physical needs, more often than not, Jesus was thinking of thinking spiritually. We also need to pray that God provide us with our daily spiritual bread the kind that leads to life, not the kind that just simply perishes as would be regular physical bread. The uh, Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Jesus makes it very clear. Manna or bread from heaven was a type of himself. Jesus also said in John six thirty five, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Interesting, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and it's uh, fascinating to know that Bethlehem itself, the word means house of bread. Jesus is indeed our daily bread, and we need to have access to that daily bread on a daily basis. The church of God is the real house of bread, and Jesus is its head. Jesus came down as the true bread from heaven that we should be gathering and eating of it day by day. John 6, verses 30 to 35. The same way the Israelites did with manna when they were in the wilderness. You know, the interesting thing is, you know, do we think of Jesus as bread? Our daily bread? How is he bread? Why does he call himself bread? And why does he use manna as the type of what he is for us today? How can we eat of him day by day? All right. We go further in the word of God and Jesus said that Jesus, the word of God says that Jesus is the word of God. John 1 uh, verses 1 and 2. Jesus is the word of God. Remember, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. OK, you know, I think we somewhat envy the people who literally walked, ate and talked with Jesus. Sometimes we think, you know, if only Jesus could hear me today and if I could only hear him speak to me. But we do, saints of God, we do have access to his mind, his words, his thoughts, his advice constantly through his printed word, the Bible. The Bible is the word of God in print. When we get up early and read the word of God and think about and ponder its advice, we are in fact eating of the word of God, of the bread from heaven. Do we take advantage of the fact that God's word is more accessible to us in as many forms and translations, 
It is in apps for computers, for tablets, for, for phones. It's on the Internet. You know, it's more available to us than it has ever been before in all of human history. You know, but do we take advantage of the fact that it is available to us? You know, bread is often called the staff of life. It is a basic food that is eaten in some form or another by virtually every culture around the world. Bread, the staff of life. The bread we eat literally becomes a part of our flesh. It helps us grow. It puts flesh on our bones and provides us with life. In the same way, the bread from heaven becomes a part of us. As we eat of his word, we not only receive nourishment, but we grow and we live by it. Jesus becomes our life as we, in turn, become a part of him. As Paul says, the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.20, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. When we come to our master's table and eat the bread he places before us, slowly over time, Jesus' thoughts becomes our thoughts and his ways become our ways, you know. You know, the whole thought of manna and bread, you know, if you read in Exodus 16, you know, where Israel was going through the wilderness there, you'll see that while they were in the wilderness, the Israelites began complaining because they were running out of food and their journey across the wilderness had just begun. So God had to remind them of who he was. God had to remind them of his sovereignty. God had to remind them of his presence. And God had to remind them of his awareness of them by appearing to them in a cloud. You see that in Exodus 16, verses 10 to 12. He also promised to provide them with food on a daily basis. God also pro promised to provide them with food on a daily basis. Okay, And notice that God did provide it. There is no human explanation for this bread from heaven that is acceptable. Man has tried to really explain away what this manna is. There are some descriptions of it if you look it up. But man has never been able to, to uh, reasonably or acceptably um, um, explain how this was happening or what was happening there. The next morning when the Israelites awoke, they woke up to uh, find this small seed-like food that had appeared on the dew as, as tiny as small whitish seeds or bits of frost. Not knowing what it was, they simply asked, what is it? They simply asked, what is it? And the word manna actually means, what is it? They had no other way of determining or describing it. They simply said, what is it? Remember that Jesus said he is the true bread of life, but he was not recognized for what he was. He was not recognized for who he was. The world, the unbeliever, even looks at the word of God, the Bible, and asks, what is it? You know, unbelievers cannot accurately or, or cannot sensibly answer, what is the Bible? The unbeliever cannot. They don't recognize its eternal value or source. God and the things of God have to be spiritually revealed and discerned. So God explained manna to the children of Israel. He tells them what it is, when and how much to gather, and how each household was responsible for gathering it. The same principles apply equally to the word of God, the true bread. Nothing has changed. God still provides the spiritual food today in the form of his readily accessible word. We modern day Israelites, however, must be willing to get up, crack open the pages of our Bibles and eat of this bread from heaven. 
or it will do us no good whatsoever. God also still charges us with the responsibility of helping our children eat of his word. We should help our children to pray, read the Bible, and understand God's word in ways that they cannot grasp. Stories should be geared to a child's level and made interesting to them. In the wilderness, manna was undoubtedly prepared differently for a baby from what an adult ate. The lessons are there for us today. Another interesting point uh, comes to light in Exodus 16. Uh, the recommended daily amount per person was an omer. That's about a, it's about a equivalent to a large bowl or approximately two quarts. And in the same way, ministers often today recommend a certain amount of daily Bible study as a guideline. This guideline serves as a motivator to help, help each of us to study guide God's word, which in the end is the important thing. With the Israelites, the Bible says that those who gathered little did not lack, and those who gathered much did not have any wasted. Well, in the same way, just reading a verse or two carefully meditated on is adequate to sustain us for that particular day. It could be exactly the message that you need to hear. It could be exactly the message that you need to read. So even a small amount can sustain you for a given day, okay? On the other hand, an intensive three-hour Bible study, for instance, you know, session, it, it does not leave us feeling that we've been overfed. You cannot, you simply cannot overindulge on God's Word, okay? So having a little bit, you know, as was talked about, as the, uh, was done with the, with the matter, can be sufficient to sustain you for a day. Indulging over it, okay, you can't be overfed on the word of God because you cannot overindulge on God's word. Nor does a long session today eliminate the absolute need to refresh Bible reading tomorrow. Okay, so don't think that because I do a three or four hour session today of reading that tomorrow I don't have to read because I read it today for so long. The Israelites could not store the manna over from day to day as it would breed worms. God made sure that they went out every single day for their manna. Okay, so this shows us that we need to read the Bible fresh every day. Don't think because you read a lot of it one day that that then releases you from reading it the next day. This is why Jesus, us, Jesus teaches us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. The same is true physically. We can gorge ourselves one day and still need to eat the next God wants us to learn from the physical here. A hearty feeding on God's word over the Sabbath, for example, is simply not enough to last the whole week. Hence the reason why I'm doing these uh, short sermonettes. Having a long sermon on Sunday is not enough to carry you through the whole week. All right. So the very next day and each day thereafter, we must gather fresh manna and eat it. The Israelites ate manna for the entire 40 years of their time of testing in the wilderness. The lesson for us, as we seek our promised land, remember I've said to you that we all have our promised lands that we are going through to where, to where God has an intended place for us to be, to end up during our, during our trek through our quote-unquote wilderness sometimes. And as we seek our promised land, okay, okay it is that throughout our time of testing, we cannot let a day go by when we do not feed on God's word. Okay? 
as we're going through this whole coronavirus thing, there isn't a day that would go by that we don't need to feed on God's word. Now is the time to start a new habit of rising early and gathering spiritual manna before the sun is hot. Open up the Bible every morning. Hear God speak and take note of his counsel. It's readily available. It's free and it's abundant and it's life-giving. We just have to avail ourselves of it. Take and eat of it every single day. We can eat our fill of the living bread from heaven. This is why these sermonettes are being made available. Just hearing the word of God on Sunday, as I said before, is not enough. We need to fill our spirits as much and as often as possible. So I pray that today you will start off joining us in this, these, uh, um, this journey through life as we continue to put out these sermonettes. You shall be receiving, if you are a, a, a regular listener, you shall be receiving the emails as usual when the broadcasts, when the podcasts are available. Um, if, you're, if you have received this uh, uh, link from a friend or a relative or a loved one, uh, the information in the link there will take you directly to our website and also uh, to uh, the Google Play Store and Apple Store if you wish to download, download the Genesis 1 app. Amen. Amen. So I pray that this message for this particular day has been a blessing. And I pray that you will tune in next time and continue to seek God for a fresh, a fresh feeding of his word in the name of Jesus. Praise God and God bless you all. Amen.